Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to welcome back Connie Dunlop. Connie is a member of the Darden faculty, and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know she also leads our professional advancement course. Connie and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about some of our recent career innovations, as well as the decision to move the professional advancement course to quarter one. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Connie Dunlop. Connie, welcome back to the podcast. Brett, thank you so much for having me back. Well, we were thrilled to have you the first time. You join a rare group, a distinguished group of two-time podcast guests. Uh, thrilled to have you back today. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's start with one of the exciting career-related developments in our program over the past past year. The professional advancement course, which you talked a bunch about in your previous episode, is now in quarter one. How about that? That is so exciting. Um, we give our students a chance to really think about what they want out of their Darden experience right up front. And that course, as you may remember from our previous conversation, helps students identify um, where they're going as a result of their Darden MBA and then supports them in identifying the path and uh, supporting them on that path as they move toward that ultimate destination. I've heard nothing but positive things. Students are loving the course. No surprise there. Uh, We just had a networking breakfast here in Roslyn uh, this morning, and the students universally praised the course. It must feel great to have a course that, that you lead that is so incredibly impactful and popular with students. It is my pleasure, and I think it's really my life's calling is to help students um, identify and illuminate the potential paths that they're going to use in order to advance their careers. And this is something that you're actually studying right now. You have a PhD that's in the works. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about your idea? Yeah, so I'm currently researching. My research question is how do executive MBAs or MBAs as working professionals make their education relevant as they cross the boundary? between school and work. So I'm really interested in adult learning theory, as well as um, students' own identity development as they move throughout a program such as the Executive MBA program and some of our competitor programs. So uh, very much of, you know, sort of on the same, at least thematically, with a lot of the work that you're doing in the professional advancement course. Absolutely. So, and you're, you're close, right? Uh, you're doing a lot of writing uh, right now. Getting closer every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you've been incredibly busy as well. So professional advancement course is just part of what you've been working on. Uh, you and a team of faculty colleagues have been working on uh, experiential learning and thinking about what that can mean in our program. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, So I'm working with uh, the associate dean of our program, Jim Dietert, as well as um, the faculty program lead, um, Rachel Brzezinski, who is delivering some of the course of experiential learning, as well as Bobby Parmar. And uh, the four of us have been working together to design what we think is a cutting edge course for our students in the executive MBA format. So experiential learning, some of our listeners may not know what we mean by that. So what does it look like here at Darn? Well, we have adopted um, David Kolb's model of experiential learning, and his 1984 theory of experiential learning describes it as the process whereby knowledge is created through the transformation of experience. And uh, that, that is so important, we think, for adult learners in particular. In fact, our course is organized around the four components of the experiential learning model, and I'd be happy to go through 
through each one of those components with you. Yeah, let's talk about um, what that looks like. Uh, you know, one of the things um, that I thought was pretty cool uh, when you announced this course, uh, it was actually a parallel session here in, in Rosalind Sands Family Grounds. Uh, one section in one classroom led by you, another section in another classroom led by Jim Dietert, uh, both of you teaching uh, to the full group. Incredible. It was incredible. It was uh, it was thrilling and terrifying for me all at the same time because technology is one of the things I worry about most. Will my te- technology actually support my teaching plan is one of the things that can keep me up at night. But our, our colleagues here in Roslyn, um, our, our technical folks, did such an amazing job bringing that experience to our students. And what was fascinating to me is that we had um, students posing questions in one classroom, and perhaps that question would be answered by the faculty in the other classroom. It really was a simultaneous and seamless learning experience for our students. So let's talk about sort of the steps along along the way. Um, just I, also for my own education on this. So this, this experiential learning will stretch throughout the whole program, the 21 months. Yes, it is a 7.5 credit course and 1.5 credits are delivered in each one of the student semesters. And we think it's that important that it has kind of this lifelong um, journey with the students while they are enrolled in this course and hopefully thereafter. Yeah, so for those of you who are wondering, uh, semester at Darden uh, for the Executive MBA program, it is four months. So it consists of two quarters, each quarter in our program is two months long, so two quarters equals one semester. Darn math. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about the sort of nuts and bolts of the course. Sure. So the four components are the experience, reflection, concepts, and then experimentation. The course begins with an experience. Each student will have a simulated activity inside of the Experiential Leadership Development Lab. And the idea there is that students will be put through real-life scenarios, real challenges that they could be facing in business. And there will be actors kind of guiding them through each one of those scenarios. And there will be data that we're collecting on each one of the students as they're moving through the scenarios. These are biometrics data, um, their heart rate, their respiration weight, as well as their skin response. And it will help us understand the level of stress that the student is experiencing during the scenario and help us support the student in overcoming that stress to deliver um, you know, their, their own leadership, whatever that may be for them in that particular moment. I was struck by the fact that, I mean, these are things that we know and feel, right? So when you have a difficult conversation at work, ah, I feel stressed out. But to quantify it and to mm-hmm. say to a student, okay, well, these are the ways that you actually physically responded to this to, and to tell them with real data that seems really impactful. Exactly. We'll be able to match their biometrics to the actual video um, that the student is uh, being being recorded while the student is in the simulation. And the student will see how their body is responding to the events of that particular scenario, which I think is just fascinating um, to be able to kind of step outside of yourself and see how you perform in a high-stress situation. So if I'm a student, I'm in this, uh, I've just gone through one of these stressful situations, um, debriefing, looking at the biometric data. 
what do I ultimately do with this information? You know, from a pedagogical standpoint, what are you thinking about as the, the next step? Yeah, the next step is for is for reflection. And reflection in the experiential learning course has three components. The first component, and, and some might say the most important component, is self-reflection. So the student will sit down um, and watch themselves on camera and view the biometric data. And they will be asking themselves questions like, what did I do well in this scenario? What could I improve? What might I be thinking about as I head back to work next week? Those types of questions will be self-reflection of the student on their own experience. The second component of the reflection will be peer feedback, where one of the student's peers will watch the video and will write up similar comments. What did my peer do well? What might my, how can my peer improve? And then third, what might my peer be thinking about as they move back into the workplace next week? And then the third component of of reflection is a coaching session with a um, with an expert who has also watched the video. And again, the coach will be trying to glean, you know, out of the student what went well, what could they improve upon, and what might they do differently when they go back into the workplace. People ask all the time, what's the value of this program? It's a real value proposition. I mean, certainly you get lots of technical information. You learn about accounting, finance, et cetera. The interpersonal stuff is really kind of the secret sauce and maybe the ultimate value of the program. So I, I think of this as just part and parcel of that. Yes, um, you're reminding me of a study in 2006 where um, three researchers looked at MBA programs overall and students came to them for those technical skills, things like accounting and finance and de decision analysis. But what students left with perhaps was even more important, which is a better understanding of themselves. Yeah, so a uh, quick shout out. Uh, we have, uh, I get to host a couple podcasts here at Darden School. Very lucky to do so. Recently had Mike Lennox on the Experienced Darden podcast, which is our full time MBA focused podcast. Encourage uh, our listeners to check that one out too. He talks a lot about the ultimate sort of question of what an MBA program should be about and what uh, should. Uh, professors, faculty, and teachers will be looking to inculcate and, and, and ultimately achieve with their classes. Uh, it's not all about technical information is, uh, is the quick summary of that. So check that conversation out. I think it touches an interesting uh, note with this. So uh, that's an exciting way to certainly kick off the course. Yes, absolutely. And the third component, if we were to continue kind of in the cycle of experiential learning, is for the students to be able to conceptualize this experience. And so we share concepts with students that help them make sense of what they just went through in the experiential leadership lab. Some of these concepts are, you know, true competencies of leaders that we expect as, as students graduate from our Darden MBA program, we expect them to have a set of competencies these are things like strong collaboration and teamwork skills, strong communication um, skills, the ability to make judgments um, by using data and analysis. So those types of things are, will, be, um, will be tracking the student's progress through the 21-month experience. But in order to help them grow and develop in those areas, we're going to be sharing with them theories, frameworks, models, and structures around competencies, as well as around some behavioral change that they'll be wanting to make. Well, what I think is great about this 
is one of the hardest things I think to quantify at times is how you're growing and developing as a leader, as a manager, as, as someone who's having to collaborate with others. Um, this course seems to really try to quantify that. Yeah, it does. We like to put numbers around things at business school. Um, and, and, and when we can put numbers around things like leadership experiences and a student's reaction in a leadership experience, um, we think that helps them understand kind of who they are and who they are becoming as part of the start an MBA. All right. So that's the first part of the course. You yeah. mentioned that there is there's more to come. There's uh, more to come. Absolutely, Brett. So the last component of the course, and this spans three of the five semesters, is um, an experiment. We let the student kind of experiment with some of these ideas, some of these concepts, um, some of these new behaviors that we're asking them to adopt inside of a wicked challenge. So um, a wicked challenge is defined um, uh, broadly as uh, a problem that doesn't really have an answer. There's so many stakeholders in the problem that it's really complicated to figure out, like, how are we going to come together as a diverse stakeholder group and solve this particular problem? There's um, data that's missing. Um, there's not a clear path towards implementation or solution. These are things like climate change, access to food and water, income inequality. These are big societal problems, wicked challenges, as we call them. Students get to work together in teams to collect data, analyze data, synthesize their data, and then develop a recommendation for a piece of one of those large wicked challenges. So funny, uh, the terminology, wicked problem. Uh, I have to kind of tell a story of myself a little bit here. When I first heard this, I thought it was uh, like a regional choice, you know, obviously Boston, you get Boston. a lot of like, and yes. I was like, wow, I, you know, maybe... Maybe it's just another way of saying this is like a really big, difficult problem. This maybe it's just a sort of someone's style. Turns out that's actually what they're called um, yes. in in sort of higher in sort of the landscape of you know people who think about this. They refer to them as actual wicked problems. Some of our listeners may be like, yeah. "Oh, interesting." Google I it. Learned, <laughs> learned something new today. I certainly did. Right. Um, so I think that's great for a variety of reasons. Um, one of the things that I love about it is that Darden has this goal of training, you know, responsible leaders. And I think it's very true that the mission of the school is not just about helping you sort of go out and, and make a lot, of, a lot of money and be wildly successful in that way. For us, success looks like having an impact and making this world a better place, society a better place. Maybe you make more money along the way um, in doing that. But I think thinking about these these kind of things in a, in a curricular way is is really demonstrative. It, I think it's a real differentiator for us as a business school. Um, the next, and as one of, before we let students leave and before we let them graduate, then we invite them back into the experiential leadership development lab and we put them through another scenario, um, a high stress scenario. And again, we connect them to the biometric um, data devices. And we test their heart rate, their skin response, and their respiration rate. And our, our hope is that they have grown and developed throughout this seven and a half credit, uh, throughout this 21-month experience. And they're better able to manage themselves and uh, their behaviors in that um, second round scenario, their second chance inside of the laboratory. And that's, we want students to be able to see and put data around how they've actually developed through their Darden MBA. How nice to get that early, early snapshot and then to come back 
But what's your hypothesis? I mean, you would assume that you'd see some development um, over people would get better at these things. Um, do you all have any working hypotheses as you think about this course? Um, we do have a working hypothesis that students will improve, but in what ways and how much is still to be determined. Gosh, what a, what a fantastic, it's almost like a little bit of a science, science <laughs> experiment um, to sort of be able to track this. And I can imagine you're being able to report out at some point and saying like, we're, you know, when we think about the impact of this program, mm -hmm. this course provides a very real and concretized way to think about the impact. It absolutely does. Now, whether we'll be using this data for research is still to be determined, um, but we definitely want students to have their own data sets and to be able to track their own progress. In fact, students will have the opportunity. It won't be required. It won't be a required part of the experiential learning course, but students will have the opportunity to come back into the lab um, in the middle of their Darden MBA experience. They don't have to wait all the way until the end if they choose um, that they want to check in earlier than that. So one of the things that I think, of, and as you've described this, I think one of the real benefits of this is, is the self-awareness aspect of it. So I was struck when I started talking to alumni about the program and, and the value proposition of, of doing something like, like our program. They were talked, talked all the time about self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I know more about me now, how I relate to others, how I'm perceived by others, I had undervalued that, I would say, um, as I thought about the, the value of an MBA program. I was so, so struck by that. Yeah, that's what I hear from students as well um, and from alumni. When they get here, what brings them to Darden seems to be a hankering for the business toolkit. And they see the business toolkit as things that are highly quantitative. Um, but when they get here, it seems that they're pleasantly surprised by the amount of emphasis that we put on professional development, on management communication, and on the leading organizations course, not to mention the leadership residencies that begin in the program. And I think students are, are thinking they're coming to Darden for a, you know this new set of technical skills. And what they leave with is a much better understanding of who they are as leaders. Yeah, I think that's, that's very well put. Um, you have to contend with other people so much in, in our program. Uh, this is not a place where you're just going to come and sit in a classroom. You're going to have to have difficult conversations and maybe in small group settings like a learning team, uh, perhaps in a, in a larger setting, case discussion. I mean, that's just the nature of this program. It is all about other people. And what we've learned about adults um, in educational settings is that they learn by doing. Um, they don't learn through lectures. Um, they don't learn necessarily necessarily through reading. Um, they don't learn necessarily through observation. They learn mostly by doing. And then they want, um, they're also hankering for um, the ability to take concepts that they get from business school and put them to work in their jobs immediately. And so as much as we can do here in the experiential learning courses and in other courses to help students do more so that they can apply more, um, I think the better we will be as a business school and certainly um, the better our students will be. That's where I think, uh, particularly for executive format students, Darden is particularly powerful because the way that you learn the material is always with an eye towards application. Mm -hmm. So it's not mysterious how you might ultimately use this in your everyday job. Uh, you have just practice that uh, in class, you know, maybe for, for a weekend talking about the sort of same concepts and all of a sudden you go back to work 
you have a framework. That's right. And case study is what we're known for. It's certainly one of all our hallmarks out in um, the out in the world. Um, but case study is even one step removed from something like the experiential learning course. It's one thing to kind of be presented with a set of facts, and all the data is neatly placed in a uh, in the appendices of the case. And students um, sit in the classroom and pontificate from the C-suite as if they're members of the C-suite on what this particular company or what this particular case protagonist should do. Um, but that is all very cognitive. It is all happening inside of their brains and happening inside of the you know close um, confines of a Darden classroom. The experiential learning course kind of rips them out of the classroom environment and puts them in a simulation that is very real. Um, and they actually get to practice behavior. Um, they get to practice what they're saying, what they're doing, not just what they're thinking cognitively. I think that's a, that's a great point. Uh, we, we do think of the case method as being as close to real life as, as you can possibly get, but it's not as real as being in a room uh, with someone who is having a difficult conversation with you mm -hmm. and having to con sort of contend with that and, and to find your way through it and, and try to manage that experience. Absolutely. What if you could practice those skills in um, a simulated environment and get real feedback from your peers and from an expert coach so that when you have to have that difficult conversation in the workplace, you are so much better prepared for it. So, Connie, you are very much at the forefront in our program of a lot of these sort of developmental considerations. It must be exciting to work with people going through what is you know, designed to be transformational learning. Right. Right. We, um, we believe here at Darden in the transformative nature of the learning experience. And one of the questions that I wrestle with is what exactly is the object of transformation? What are we transforming? And the more I do this type of work in professional advancement, in the leadership coaching elective that I teach, or now in the experiential learning course, I'm becoming more and more convinced that what it is that we are transforming um, actually is the student. The student is the one who is being transformed through this experience. So what um, makes you, I mean, obviously being involved with transformational, you know, development for a student is, is incredibly exciting. But when you think about, you know, the months ahead, what gets you most excited Oh, I, I just can't wait to see students um, move through the experiential learning course. We're putting so much effort into designing and developing this course right now. Um, I want to be with students. Um, I'm going to be here for each one of the lab simulations, and I'm going to be greeting students, and I'm going to be talking with them after their lab simulation experience, and I just want to see how excited they are um, about being able to do something like this. And then I want on the back end to be able to share with them the growth and development that I'm seeing. I want to come back to the wicked problem thing real quick. Um, one of the th things that came up in the initial discussion when this was introduced to the program, so our, our 2020s are working on wicked problems right now. Correct. And I think some of the students were like, you don't, are you expecting us to solve this? <laughs> you know, this very sort of literal kind of mindset where like, uh, I'm supposed to figure out how to make water available to everybody. 
it's not always about the answer. Correct. We believe, um, and we have a saying here at Darden, which is trust the process. And this is very much a course where we're asking students to trust the process. And uh, the wicked challenge component of the process is really teaching students less about how to fix water um, for the world, but more about how to um, break a problem down into its component parts, then uh, select a component of that big problem to kind of go after and hone in on and really scope that problem very well, followed by collecting data, the right data, and knowing where to go to get the right data, analyzing that data, and then being able to present a solution to a set of stakeholders who know a lot more about this problem because they live this problem every day. Um, it's really about the process and not to mention the underlying theme of that process is how does a team form? How does a team norm? How does a team sometimes storm before they get into the performing stage? So there really is kind of an underlying team development component to this component of the course as well. And it's really about the process not necessarily about the result. And in a lot of ways, that's what the learning experience here at Darden is about. Always. Always. You know, framework, process, you know, through this iterative learning experience where you're looking at hundreds of cases, how do you ultimately solve a problem? Someone just hands you something new, says, this is what we got. What do you think we should do here? Absolutely. Yep. It's that same type of learning experience where the student is really dealing with a fair amount of ambiguity, but has to make a decision um, in the midst of that uncertainty. Well, Connie, uh, you obviously have a lot on your plate between your, your PhD work, the work that you're doing with PAC, obviously experiential learning. Is, is there anything else that, that's going on, that, that a fourth thing or anything else that you're excited about? Um, I'm gearing up to teach the leadership coaching elective in the spring, and that is a course that is near and dear to my heart. Um, as a leadership coach myself, um, I'm excited about supporting students in identifying a very specific leadership challenge that they are working on. This is a highly personalized course. Um, where they get to identify a leadership challenge and then they are paired with a, one of our um, esteemed coaches for five coaching sessions to work through that challenge. All the while, they are um, learning in the second module of the course, leader as coach, they're learning some of these coaching behaviors themselves, things like powerful questions, active listening, um, giving feedback, um, and holding their employees accountable. Those skills they're learning that they can then take back to the workplace for their own management practice. So that course has leader as coach and leader being coached. It's a ton of fun to teach that class. I can imagine. Um, and a very popular elective. It is full. Yes. I, I, there <laughs> is a wait list. <laughs> In Always. fact, yes. You know, we get this question. I'm, I'm, you know, you are a Darden alumna and I'm curious your thoughts on this. So we get questions all the time from prospective students about concentration, specialization in the elective space. But, and what we share is that this is a general management program. Mm -hmm. Philosophically, you know, we're not about making you a specialist. That's correct. About making you a generalist. How would you answer that question? Yeah, I believe um, that students uh, at, in the executive MBA format particularly 
are um, those who are going to be leading specialists in their organization rather than being specialists in their organization. So it's important for those students to know enough about the discipline to be able to lead others through the discipline, but not necessarily be able to perform all of the um, general tasks or more, um, excuse me, more specific tasks that are required for that for that particular discipline. So that's why there's such a large emphasis on leadership here. And when I talk to students about their elective selection, I invite them to think about um, their their career destinations and what would be the, the right selection of courses that would support them in gaining new skills and perhaps developing new networks that propel them towards their career destinations. Well, nice thing about the program now for our class of 2022 and going forward, there are now 12 electives in the program, which is incredible. We, we had seven, uh, now they're 12, so more choice than ever and a lot of opportunities to think about how you want to continue growing. Absolutely. And I will say, the person who got me thinking about the ultimate intention of this program, uh, this actually goes back to an earlier podcast episode I recorded with Abby Suarez, who is an alum, uh, alumna of the program, and she was like, I wasn't going to be the technical person in the room anymore. I am a manager. Mm -hmm. I'm having to lead people. The things that are important to me now not the same things that were important to me five years ago. Absolutely. Um, I remember Abby, and I remember enough about Abby's journey to know that um, students come here. Um, it reminds me of the Marshall Goldsmith book, what, what Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's almost like you have to let go of some of the more technical components of your job so that you can then take on some of these higher order activities. And those higher order activities often include leading others. Well, Connie, Obviously, you have a lot going on. Thank you for making time for the podcast. We always love having you on here because you're always doing such interesting things. So in today's conversation alone, we got to talk about the PAC course, professional advancement course, got to talk about the new experiential learning uh, innovations, got to talk a little bit about your PhD topic, and we even got to talk about the Leadership Coaching Elective. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground. A lot. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Brett. And that was my conversation with Connie Dunlop a member of the Darden faculty, and the leader of our professional advancement course. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA, at darden.virginia.edu. And until next time, thanks for listening.